Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Projectile Lunchcast, episode 66. My name is Marcel. I'm stoked to have all of you here with us today, hopefully, dear listeners. And also, um, let's start with some um, organizational matters. First of all, Basti is back. Welcome, Basti. I'm back from the grave. However, since Basti has been gone for a little while, he has been downgraded from a guest to a guest intern. However, like we cannot assistant? have... It's below that. At least assistant, please? It's like, the, the way I would like to define it is, uh, if we should ever buy some weird stroke of fate, which, you know, which is what 2020 is all about, if we get a major a major deal um, for a podcast, uh, you're not going to earn any money. Oh, oh I'm, I'm fine with that. And of course, we cannot have just a bunch of guest interns sitting around, which would be weird. So Richard, congratulations, you're also here and you've been upgraded to intern co-host for this episode on probation. I accept none of this responsibility. Is probationary a word? In any, it's, it is, right? Yeah, pro... pro okay, pro, so, so you are probationary. probationary. I mean, you, you normally you struggle with being professional, so maybe you're better at being probationary. I'm probating all over this podcast. That already sounds inappropriate. Inappropriate. Inappropriating this. Uh, Dear audience, I have to apologize. We're like two minutes in and like it's already painful. Lapse. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, next gen is here, which makes... Wait, next gen is here. So next gen is now current gen. So last gen... No, wait. What was current gen the last time we recorded an episode? Last, now last gen. Last gen went off to do PR somewhere else. Current gen is here. Yes. Um, that's a that's a, a joke that I think none of our audience will understand. Just but, like the rest um, of our jokes. All right. Okay, that's good. I like it. I like it. Okay, okay. Richard, you yeah. are. Uh, this is why you are on probation, see? And so far, you're not going to pass. That's all no, I'm saying. No. Not going to pass. No. So maybe next time around, Basti can can be a probationary intern co-host. You're saying anyway. I'm, I'm more amateur baiting. Yeah, we'll see. But anyways, okay, let's get back on track. Maybe um, <laughs> for for November, for you know organizational real life reasons, namely Basti not being here, we skip to a two weekly format. Uh, we want to try for December to try to do weekly again, and then what? of course we're going to take. Yes, we talked about this. Oh, I what? talked about this, and you didn't object. This is oh, this no. is democracy. All right. And of course, we're going to take a, a holiday break, um, just as, as I assume you, dear audience, are going to do. What? But, um, yeah, so let's let's get this on the road. Let's get back to, get back on track, as I mentioned. Stop cleaning your house. Previously, current gen is now last gen, which means it's time to review the last generation of video gaming. And um, on that note, we said, hey, um, you know... Maybe we, we're going to split this up into two episodes. Today, we're going to talk about like a more our personal, you know, um, 
surprises, uh, disappointments, things we loved, things we didn't love quite as much about this past seven years of video gaming. And then in the next week's episode, we're going to talk about, you know, more what, what did this... Um, did this generation do you know for the industry at large what are some trends what are some things that are where the industry could be going some indicators all of that how does that sound to you gentlemen i'm so fucking stoked Basti, are you half as stoked as he is absolutely i just browsed over my 360 collection and oh no that's yeah nice that's 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 if you think about it 360 that's soon gonna be like like vintage gaming Oh, that means we can soon do a that's retro with a way more interesting uh, generation of consoles. Because the 360 generation started 15 years ago, I think 15 years—that's that's the point where we can say that something's retro, right? And that's, it was amazing, like no. the amount of groundbreaking games coming out of this generation. Woo! There's uh, a th- this this generation was really good. Okay, so Richard, why don't you while Basti is is busy being confused by times and dates and the concept of time is confusing in 2020 I admit because do, do you guys remember that this is the, like this is still the year where once Australia was on fire and people were worried about nuclear war in the Middle East because nobody remembers that shit nobody anymore. remembers that shit anymore we got no time for that so yeah Richard what was a, a brief quick summary for you as a gamer the past seven years how would you sum this summarize this up on top level before we get into like different you know categories so essentially this was, yeah this was interesting for me because this was the generation that I switched from primarily console to PC primarily PC gaming um, I, I moved to Germany none of my uh, none of my consoles fucking worked two of them exploded everything was region locked it was sad at one point my 360 would only play in green and white um, so I decided to forego the shackles of, uh, of region locked gaming. And then of course they just made the gen region free anyway. But by then I was like, fuck y'all. Um, so I, I spent a lot of time doing that. I didn't even get a PlayStation until the pro came out. Um, so I, I still don't have an Xbox cause you know, I have a PC. I don't know who would buy an Xbox when they have a good PC. I mean, that would just be, that'd be fucking super weird, but you know, um, so this generation was pretty neat seeing like like dipping into into pc gaming and like uh seeing checking out what i missed there a bunch and uh going back in time a lot getting uh sucked down way too many emulation holes uh just all that stuff so overall i think it was a long decent generation would you call yourself a pc elitist no 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 because i mean like even now like i'm like I'm like, man, these these the new consoles are are you know the that that gap is always kind of closing. Like at the rate I upgrade a PC, will I upgrade consoles at the same rate? I want to see if they how how they handle them for for a little while. Because um, you know, as as you've heard me say, there's nothing to play on these fucking consoles anyway. But uh, when there is, I'll probably see if where where I want to be. I go where the games are, man. I don't care where I am. Do you know what they call people who work at PC Gamer? What? They are PC. Editists. Seriously? Get it? Do they do that? Is that like Discord? Where no, I just like... did this, dude. Holy shit. I mean, you can't do that in a world where like, it's like, hey, what's your job title? Discord. And it's like, I'm a professional smile maker. Oh, they all I sound like they got jobs from like... Joke and now you ruined it, thanks. Fucking Dave and Busters. Oh, you ruined it, thanks. I just, you know, I'm just trying Good to help. Job. Trying to Good help. Job. I'm trying to help. Basti, what is what is your personal uh, quick uh, elevator pitch summary of this past console generation, or like gaming generation, we should say, because as we just learned, 
Richard is a a obnoxiously elitist PC gamer. So for once, uh, the rise and fall of um, weird obnoxious gadgets like the Kinect again, and uh, that in a, in a sense you could even say that counts for partially for VR as well. So I think this was something we had a lot uh, in this uh, generation of video games. Um, also, AAA games became just more bigger and more AAA and more polished, while I think when it comes to creativity, um, what I really liked about this generation is the rise of indie games. Now, indie games became bigger, better, sometimes even like ascended from being an indie game oh, to become God. a new big thing. And uh, I think that is that is that defined for me the generation less as a previous generation new interesting groundbreaking games and of course i think the last thing is which was very very crazy this one was uh, this generation was um, online games like while you had the previous generation obviously your league of legends and before that starcraft um you had every two to three years a new huge ass weird trend like uh, PUBG etc so I think this was also where online gaming became even bigger than it was before interesting interesting um I agree with some of that some I don't but you know that's that's your that's your summary that's fine for me personally um I think it was a little bit like Richard that at the start of the generation I played um a lot of AAA games on console actually and then at some point in between i um i got myself a, a nice new pc so i played a lot more games on the pc also um i tried to get the best of both worlds by this was the console gener or this was the generation where i got well i guess it was for everybody because i don't think it came out before then but still um you know where uh, via steam link i tried to actually get the best of both worlds by playing pc games on my on my TV, which is obviously much bigger than a monitor, but um, that has its own pitfalls attached. But yeah, uh, you know, right now, obviously, with with uh, with uh, a, a new console out, um, it's it's a mix again for me between both platforms. But I think really what what, what defined this generation, in a way, um, for me was also the you know less worry about stuff like that and just like you know I want to play games. And wherever the games that I want to play are, or so I'm gonna play them there. I'm not gonna worry so much about uh, platforms and stuff like that. So um, we said that the way we want to look at this is that we come up with like some some overall categories as a as an inspiration, you know, for everybody to share their their personal things. So um, Basti, since you are the new guy, mm -hmm. why don't you want to go, go want to go ahead and pick one of the categories from our list? And, and start like with one of the things that you wrote down as an entry because I have to say um, personally I think I got for all of them several things so maybe you know, like you just kick it off with a category and one of your notes on, on that or like you know one of the things that, that you want to point out about that mm. I think I, w I would even like the question is should we start with a, with a game changer I think this is uh, usually the most interesting part of a new generation what was the game for you which changed the gaming landscape by uh, doing something completely different or you could think about games like uh, the rise of, of free-to-play games back then or a completely different genre or where the general player behavior how we uh, experience consume or even play games completely changed so what what was completely different in this generation than it was before 
and is there a specific game attached to it where you would say okay this this uh, is something we just not had the generation before and that changed the gaming landscape as a whole Ooh. yeah say say your thing I thought about that a lot and I think for me like which the, like the biggest impact on a new genre which changed uh, gaming was uh, in fact PUBG not necessarily uh, fucker you fucker what yes I was gonna say the same thing. right because uh, <clears throat> there was not only a new genre we had this with the with the uh, Dota with the uh, MOBAs uh, a generation before um, but that also spawned uh, stuff like uh, Fortnite which became uh, it is still an uh, incredibly stupidly huge uh, phenomenon mass market mm -hmm. and changed not only the, the gaming landscape but also changed the whole generation of uh, human beings on this planet like the generation who grew up before or after Fortnite and I think there's like a, a huge legacy there um And that also had an impact on eSport, that had an impact on mainstream media, it had an impact on Twitch, on, on streaming, on YouTube, on basically everything. While I think PUBG will be a game uh, which will be forgotten at some point, uh, it's still the, the root cause for this huge wave of um, various generations of Battle Royale games. And it's still going on, right? You have stuff like Fall Guys, which completely reinvent the formula, trying a different take, and are still or uh, once more uh, very very successful with that kind of stuff yeah I, I, I agree man I think uh, I think that's the one that, that kind of put it on my radar I mean I know they did stuff like there's you know there's H1Z1 and, and, and other other games similar to uh, the the um, the PUBG but that, that was the one right I mean like I think if you look back at, at uh, the, the second half of the generation right the, towards the end I mean it is be, it is the, the battle royale fever you know um, so it was really interesting to watch that game come out and we played a little bit of it you know we, mm -hmm. we, we tried it out and like I remember thinking like wow this is a really interesting idea and then watching the, the other the other interesting thing that kind of came out of the PUBG thing was watching how quickly an industry rushes to capitalize on an idea you know like um, how quickly it was like it was like everybody was rushing to make a battle royale and it was a very defined window it was a very defined window like we've seen um, battle royales kind of come out and as they come out it keeps adding to the stakes of putting out a battle royale to the point where like people putting them out now are like oh man this space is so saturated you have to really you, you have to nail it in every aspect in a, in a, in a, of launch in a way that you just don't expect from a ton of developers where it's like alright you have to you have to already have decent balance you have to already have um, a, an amazing core game loop you need to have something that sets you apart you need to have a established season you need to have influencer support built in you need to have and it's just like such a high bar of entry to kind of get up there i mean you know uh fortnite did it and and rode the wave with it but um i think a lot of others have tried and to varying success but for me that was the most interesting is watching the industry react to pubg And Fortnite, of course, you know. But like, I'd say that that's still the the catalyst, as far as I remember it. I know there was earlier games, but that's the first one that pops into my head. Fair point. I think in general, um, it's something that, that we've discussed previously. For example, also when we talk about real-time strategy games, there seems to be a thing where very often the game that is is remembered in history is not the first one who did it, but like right, the second yeah. one who did it better. 
exactly. Um, so like in this case, yeah, I think it's it's a good point probably that uh, at, at a certain point in the future, it may be a case where, you know, um, uh, PUBG will be remembered by the old men or old people know. as I... the game that paved the way for Fortnite and the, the Battle Royale <laughs> craze. Right. I think I think uh, I think it's the one that 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 showed that showed genre potential the most. I think it was the one where people where people looked to it and they were like, "Oh, this is a thing." And now and now it's it's I, you look back, people are obvi- more people are obviously going to remember Fortnite. It's huge. It's a it's a touchstone. I bet if there is a a game that that is the face of this generation, it's it's probably that. Even though it kind of didn't pop out till what 2017, 2018, 2017. I think it's 17, right? Yeah, you know. So even it though it's even though it's a little later in, um, I bet that's the one that people are like, "Oh yeah, that's that's what that's that's what this gen is." Um, but uh, but I mean, like now it's it's so it's it's such a subgenre. I mean, Apex is completely different. I mean, what do you like? You got like a Tarkov, you got like a like an Apex, you got like a like a Hyperscape. Like they're all kind of doing a different thing because they know they have to do a different thing. And just as many have been completely forgotten. I think I think that's fascinating. But you're right, Marcel. I agree with you. So, but like that, that was already almost pretty much, um, you know, uh, getting ahead of ourselves towards like large industry trends, rather <laughs> than the 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 um, uh, personal thing, I guess. So, um, but we have a category that's fairly along those lines. Mm-hmm. That we said, like, what are some trends that you personally think should stop or continue from this generation? So, um, I guess I have to say personally that um, I I put as a trend that should stop. Is everybody trying to do battle royale? Um, <laughs> yeah. Just just the same way that yeah, I mean, you know, like there's always like the thing, right? Um, uh, a few years back, it felt like every company needed to do a MMO. Um, then everybody tried to do a MOBA. Then a card game for a while. It felt like I mean, this this was or like this generation, there were several different uh, trends that everybody tried to cover. I think battle royale is probably the biggest one, but there was also for a while, everybody wanted to do a CCG after Hearthstone. Um, everybody, or like a lot of people, tried to do some kind of like hero shooter. And then sometimes you have like a an intersection, for example, in Apex, where you have, okay, it has hero shooter elements, but it's also still a battle royale. So, but yeah, personally, um, for, for the category of trends that I feel or like that I would like to stop, it's everybody trying to do a battle royale. Because I think between PUBG, between um, you know, Fortnite, obviously, Apex, Warzone, you know, I think I think most of the the audiences are covered in a way, and it's going to be very difficult. So yes, as Basti mentioned, sometimes on like Fall Guys, so come, Fall Guys comes out that it's just different enough, but also that seems to be dropping very quickly in in popularity. You know, maybe it's like already been superseded by Among Us. So yeah, that's I that's do, just my take. I do have bad news for you though. Um, okay, there's more battle royales coming. We we, we are announcing the projectile lunch cast battle royale. Is the survivor gonna be the the new co-host? It is a it is a fresh take on the genre. Um, there are four characters. Uh, you can never select Matt, um, <laughs> and at least one of us doesn't drop onto the island that week. <laughs> are there Romans options? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The Perfect. other two, the other two have to find each other. Better dating him. And then that's 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 the end of the game. You remember chicken dinner, our first... chicken dinner, but it can't be bone on chicken because Marcel don't jive like that. You remember one of our first episodes where yeah, we had no this uh, specific uh, game idea? Maybe we can combine it. Just uh, it's a, a date dating royale. Yeah. Oh, that's a I great title, it. by the way, dating royale. 
But yeah. see, that was that was another that was a fairly short-lived trend, like um, auto chess, because that was you know that was the, the big fat yeah. when we made our first episode all all of last last summer. Yeah, everybody. We thought everybody was um, doing it, and then yeah. two people did it. Yeah, and yeah, then we talked about like, hey, who could be other people who have like the you know, the depth of IP or characters who could be doing it like Bethesda or Square or so, but none of them did. Like, it, it really was just sure. in the end, um, the original guys from Drodo duking it out with, with Riot and Valve. And I don't hear anybody talking about Dota All-Stars, for example, anymore. Like, really, I, I think yeah. the only ones here again, you know, maybe it's like that trend. I also really don't see people talking about the original auto chess that much. If any of them, I would say, is still successful enough, then it's Teamfight Tactics. Again, proving, Probably, you know, that yeah. it's like the, the second one. <laughs> or like a, the second or third game coming into the genre that polishes it, that really is the successful one. What for does it tell us? That uh, uh, don't that we should cancel automate. Never buy clutch updates. Never buy stocks based on our industry predictions. Oh, I thought it was. We work in a industry of creatively cannibalistic whores. I mean, it's just a fact. It's I, not a prediction. I think, <laughs> I think my prediction of Avengers being game of the year um, has already disqualified me from most <laughs> but opinions. But yeah. that reminds me, Marcel, that I would like to see people stop making games as a service shooter. If it's shooting or hacking <laughs> and slashing, or just oh. just stop. Either reinvent we're, we're, the model yeah. somehow that's really different, but. Uh, binging on that kind of like item uh, spiral skinner box and the content comes later we promise kind of like stuff i have the feeling we're going into a direction like mmos for time where people said like yeah sure we can do it but also then realize it's actually super expensive and hard to create that ongoing content spiral and um yeah to try to try something else i i almost i almost picked that for for mine but i think the i think the most tragic thing about the whole looter whatever looter shooter or now hey look now we've got looter slashers um is that is that people don't seem to learn any of the lessons from it like it's like oh they're doing this thing that already kind of fucked up and and maybe that's that that does poison your audience and get them a little bit cynical but uh so what is interesting here i have to say to like to you dear audience so you don't know because uh, you don't notice um, that we came up like we put down this categories, you know, in a, in a mm-hmm. Google Doc so everybody could check it out. But everybody wrote down their own things and the other guys didn't see it. Yeah. Which is eerie because um, I, I wrote down three things as trends I would like to stop. And the third one is, is very, very, um, you know, timely to what we just discussed. Because the, the third trend I would like to stop is for the people, for the industry and specifically for you guys to stop shitting on Marcel games. <laughs> I, I got this I got this written down here as a trend that needs to stop so you know, uh, I don't very know, timely I don't, I don't know I agree with the schluters I think but I I, I I wanted to distill it down a little more I think for me the thing that I wanted to stop was um, FOMO shit FOMO based yeah I don't know if it's marketing. I don't know if it's uh, if it's development plans, like the whole temporary battle pass got to be there for the season. But what if I don't log in and get my daily and I don't get the thing and I miss the Hearthstone card back? Like that shit is so fucking tired to me. Like now even just seeing it, I'm like, I, I just kind of roll my eyes. Um, I, I don't want to do appointment gaming. I, I'm totally cool with, uh, with the idea perhaps that... Um, that you want to be instead of a gamer, you want to be a 
player of a game like you know like i'm a valorant player i'm not a gamer right something like that but uh, the idea that you have to like i'm gonna miss the event and it's only i gotta grind my stuff like it's such a hard turnoff for me in the last gotta be a couple of years that it's it, like even catching a whiff of it i'm like oh man this is fucking bunk i was i was stopped giving a shit about that stuff almost entirely and make my life better yeah i mean it could it could be i mean i guess you all you all gotta go through like like a, a bad example of it but uh i mean i was, I, I was an it. mmo player back in the day so i was heavily used to that kind of stuff i think my my shock came the the generation before that was guild wars where uh two where i realized okay there's so many events and so much stuff going on that i stopped um caring about that entirely because there were so mm. many opportunities to miss stuff that I was like i don't 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 want anymore now i'm just enjoy the game the way i want i stop caring about achievements or uh, fomo whatever and it made my life easier but i think the problem here is that it's still very effective i think the other problem is that sometimes it becomes a bigger part of the, the bigger part of the game than you'd like i mean there are there are times where if you're not keeping up with it like you're 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 missing a microcosm of like you're you're missing you're missing a big part of the game like if, yeah. you, if you kind of miss the meta side of that like um and that 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 even goes for for older games like watching I, I i tuned in to watch somebody play some uh some demon souls on twitch and i was like oh you're running scraping spear as old monk this is this is something that you that that a whole new generation gets to learn about shittiness again and if they don't then it's just a fucking weird time but um yeah for me it's for me it's it's fomo based stuff uh, it doesn't work on me um in the sense that it it's kind of anti but uh, it took me a while to get there and you're right it is effective it's it's naturally something that you want to do well funnily enough or you know like timely enough again um for for trends that i would like to see continue i put down games as a service fuck off uh and the middling launches being improved um we you know where we're in the past it was okay game launches game is not successful it just gets dropped immediately whereas it seems now a lot of companies obviously like with with budgets getting higher and higher like you know there's a lot of sunken cost fallacy admittedly but yeah. like there's this trend of trying to improve games rather than just immediately right. abandon them which i really appreciate um we've seen some great results crucial and you know and it definitely it definitely is also something i think that the you know the audience is happy to go along with if they see that like stuff really is getting you know, like uh better and better uh, be it no man's sky obviously uh be it rain with six siege <laughs> Final Fantasy fourteen, which everybody seems to love these days, so you know, um, I think that's that's a cool trend that I like. And my final thing that I put down that I absolutely want to see that just just started this generation, uh, or like this past generation, but is you know, like seems to be becoming more prominent in the next in the new generation, is crossplay and progress. Uh, I, yeah. I just love the idea of oh, saying, yes, hey, you know, I, I want to play games with my friends. Uh, I don't want to have to worry about like what platform they're on or so wherever possible i think that is a great trend uh please more of that agreed i i i, I gotta be like i almost put down games as a service as like my don't continue uh but i've had more weird experiences i mean like you i think you've you've found a few that you really enjoy and that they they, they kind of make up your uh, a big part of what you game and for me it's like just been this kind of slow turn off of like feeling that you're kind of half a foot in half a foot out feeling weird about playing other games um but yeah i mean that's the whole point of it being subject subjective but i totally agree with uh with crossplay shit like the, the more of that the better the, I mean, because and, and of you guys save I progress destiny yeah. two times 
And that's just as many times as you played it, so you should feel happy it's about that. Oh, no. Um, I mean, yeah, so, Des- Destiny's a big one, but fuck me. Do, like, do you guys actually have anything put down as you know trends you would like to continue, yes. like something positive, or is yes, it just absolutely. like the Richard shitting on stuff? Oh, fuck okay, off! Cool. I'm not always negative. Uh, the thing that I, I I really like that I'd like to see continue is um, it, oh god, how, there's a term for this, and it just slipped my mind. Uh, oh, like. Uh, no, it's not FOMO, uh, but I feel like I'm missing out on the term. Um, multifaceted difficulty settings? Yes. Accessibility? No, kind of. I mean, it's, it's yeah, I mean, like for me, accessibility was always like, like color. So stuff like, stuff like in Assassin's Creed saying you can pick a different difficulty right. for, yeah. for combat and for stealth. Right. So yeah. I, I think, I think that's neat. I, I haven't, um, I, I still usually play a game on on default. I, I didn't change. Uh, like the first time I saw it was um, personally was um, Last of Us Two. Um, but I can totally like it. It seems to me like they addressed the things that everyone said was super annoying about that game, and it's like, well, you can you can kind of tweak it. I do. I I will always champion the idea that you should put out a game that is just meant to be played the way that you put it out. Um, but I do think that it's it's cool. Uh, depending on on the title to to offer that stuff if you feel like it like uh like i think it's easier than um than having those standard difficulty things and it leads to hopefully developers doing smarter stuff than like oh i want to play this on hard but now the guys are just bullet sponges you know like hopefully you can kind of do uh better better difficulty settings and and learn and learn what what kind of works um, so I thought that should that should definitely continue. I, I think that's an interesting take because I think you're right, Richard, that this will hopefully force developers to to think about more interesting ways to adjust the difficulty because um, mm-hmm. for a long, long time um, the easy normal hard was just like okay, you could clearly see in which uh, was the intended one, and then the bullet spon- sponginess etc. was just ad- adjusted, and I think it forces people to to think more clever about different uh, mutators for yeah. uh, difficulty levels, and I think I like that a lot. Do it. Also, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm a little weird about it because I totally don't give a shit if uh, if Sekiro had an easy mode. That controversy was fucking dumb to me. Yeah, we have the same with uh, uh, Demon Souls again. And to be honest, like, I mean, give provide your intended difficulty mode. That's fine if you say this game is intended to play it with whatever. And people will still play that. I don't see any disadvantage still to to offer an easy mode for for Demon Souls or whatever. I, I just like I said, I think I think it's a cool thing that it, that should be absolutely non-compulsory. And I wouldn't not I wouldn't knock a game for not having it. I'd just knock them for having. What I felt to be poorly balanced difficulty. Oh. Like I think I think it's a it, it's an interesting tool to see uh, developers offer people um, to like, hey, like if you thought this part was annoying, maybe we just make this part a little easier um, and and give them a cool tool. But like I, again, I wouldn't I wouldn't be like this this game doesn't have this. Like fuck off. Um, I wouldn't do that. What did you want to see yeah. continue? Frosty. Mm. It's it's actually like to be honest, you made a very very good and strong point, Richard. Um, I would like to see the current trend on high effort, high quality uh, remakes or even remasters uh, to continue because I'm still not really? giving up hope to get my my Vagrant Story remake. And what are they um, gonna do with a va- what are they gonna do with a fucking Vagrant Story remake? It's gonna be the best. It's no, it's be not the best turn based combat. 
visually stunning, the art style, the music is loud. So the first thing they're going to do mm. is get rid of that. Just, they just announced Saga Frontier being remastered, so you know, like it seems to be like getting more obscure, so Basti, maybe one day Square will hear yeah. you, please. please. First of all, Pers- first of all. Parasite Eve remake. You look at, yeah, so the I was about to say, the, the first thing they do, the first thing they're going to do is get rid of that fucking combat system. No. Absolutely, hands down, it's gone. It's gone. You think the the That's FF Seven remake kept its uh, kept its battle system? Mm. It's out. Second, but they're, to be honest, the, the they're origin- somehow going to make Ashley Riot look more like a girl, which I'm kind of on board with. That's okay. Yeah, that's all right. But look, 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 look. Um, the Final Fantasy Seven, the original combat system, was never this kind of like revolutionary. Whoa, this system is so smart and so interesting. It was a classic JRPG. Um, uh, a system with some some tweaks with the active active combat elements, um, while Vagrant Story as well as Parasite Eve were vastly different to the genre what you were usually seeing there. Parasite Eve was so, more a survival game with RP, RPG interesting RPG mechanics, but especially especially Vagrant Story was a completely different beast in that regard. So revolutionary, they never fucking did it again. It's horrible. It's horrible. I bet. I, I mean, I, and also that Saga Frontier remaster. Like, come to fuck on. That's like the same shit as like the the FF six remaster. It's just like I don't know. I don't know about. I don't know about this shit. I don't know what you guys want anymore. Do you just want the graphics to look nicer, or do you want them to do a fucking remake? I want a remake. Yeah, I mean, and a remake still uh, looks nice. Um, a remake, a remake. Uh, fun- fundamentally. Wait, what do you mean? Yeah. Okay, so you want it? Uh, that that fundamentally changes gameplay, right? Yeah. That's fine for yeah. me, but keep the spirit. All right, all right, weird. Okay. Also, I wasn't able to think of anything better better than than uh, just putting the vagrant story card. That's uh, when in doubt, vagrant story. Yeah. Kind of sums up us you pretty good. So that was uh, stuff that I want to con- see continue. I guess is then um, what was a positive thing, right? So so to to balance things out. Um, what was a a hyped hyped thing trend whatever you know that you feel didn't actually deliver? And I have one. Might but, as well just um, rename the fucking category. Um, no, I don't have that here. Um, I have that somewhere else. But um, for for me, it would be it would be asymmetric multiplayer because at the start of the oh, generation, oh, like a concept, okay. that oh, okay, seemed yeah. like okay, uh, evolve, Fable, Legends, Shadow Realms, uh, you know, three games. From from big publishers or developers, um, all going for like some kind of okay one overpowered guy playing against four you know underpowered or normally powered people or so, um, and yeah, you know how did, how did it turn out? Evolve unfortunately flopped, um, which I still think a big part of that was the the crazily aggressive monetization from 2K, which you know um, if looking at their baseball game basketball games it's probably not a surprise to anybody but like they really managed in like those crucial last few weeks before launch to sap a lot of the hype and and momentum that game had going Uh, fable legends cancelled studio closed uh shadow realms uh cancelled so yeah it it felt like to me at the start of generation this was okay that this was going to be like a a big new thing like the big new multiplayer trend as it turned out of course the multiplayer trend all along was battle royale and to a lesser degree hero shooters and the whole asymmetric thing didn't happen at all. Like you know, that was that was weird to me. Especially Evolve for me is a shame because Evolved was a really, really, really good game. Like I think they did 
uh, the, the symmetric multiplayer port incredibly well and after that failed for various reasons some of you mentioned um, I think that was already a very very bad, bad sign for the start I mean and what's left basically today is um, Dead by Daylight played by anime girls on, on, on Twitch and YouTube Fuck yeah! Which I was gonna say, which Richard is very excited about. Trend, trend. to continue, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was. I, I think like also, you know, by the time like so, so evolve flopped, and then it was already the time. As as Richard said earlier, like this this industry can be very quick at adapting to trends, which is a benef- you know generous way of saying steal ideas. Yeah. And then everybody was like, "Wait, have you seen this PUBG thing, though?" All right, so, you guys yeah, want to talk is about a trend that did not happen. You guys want to talk about your 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 hype that didn't deliver, right? Yes, Richard. Because you really should. I, I think I think for me personally, um, the 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 uh, heartbreaker was Mighty Number no. Nine. Um, I can, thankfully, I can see that. Th- thankfully they did uh, they did Mega Man Eleven, and it's pretty fucking dope. But uh, but I mean that was the one where they're like Mega Man people are gonna make Mega Man. Like let's do it. Let's kickstart this shit. And holy fucking crap. Um, as as somebody directly affected, could you like you know just give a a very brief thirty second I, summary of why you think like Mighty Number no. Nine like turned out the way it it did, which oh, is like sh- I guess super disappointing dude, for everybody. I mean, there's so many there's there's so many rumors and like stories about that stuff, but like the, the it just never uh, for me it never came together. Like you look at the early stuff for Mighty Number no. Nine and you're like, okay, the names are there, but the gameplay is kind of weird, and it does look like a game that should have come out in like 2008. Um, which you can do with the Mega Man, but it's got to be like you got to feel the kind of pedigree. It's, it's got to look uh, like tight, like uh, like it's going to be kind of challenging, like it's going to be well put together, like the levels are going to be memorable, the bosses are going to be memorable. Like if you're going to do a kind of Mega Man ripoff, then that's that's a hell of a thing for like fans to go up against. I mean, like there are if you're not even into X, there's 11 Mega Mans to compete with. Like they've done this before. You know what you're doing. Um. So like you're 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 kind of knocking on that on that door. I think I think that's what got him to kickstart it. I think people just had faith in the people, and uh, you shouldn't because you shouldn't. Don't don't fucking pay. It's my opinion. Don't fucking pay for games that aren't out yet. Like don't do that in general if you can avoid it. Um, but it, it wasn't there from the beginning. Um, and I'm not sure what uh, what, what Inafune like what he what he's uh what he's up to now since then i mean like he's always been making some weird shit like he did you know he did dead rising and all that stuff but like i don't know i don't know uh it wasn't there but it was hyped it was hyped yes but that is not the one that i think should should you should rename the category for well anyways i don't think we have time for more than one from you oh no that's okay let's do this one i think you should just call it the uh, mass effect andromeda of the generation Oh, I didn't expect that. I know. Neither did anyone else who or, fucking or bought the Mass Effect of the Generation. No. Ooh. I mean, that's the one, though, right? Look, for I me, know, I actually. can just say when, when I, mean, I have I haven't played it. I'm just talking about like in terms of hype versus the reception that I have observed. Honestly, I don't know. Like, it feels like there's there's been several games. That that you yeah. know have have been hyped this generation that didn't live up to it. Um, obviously that is one. Yes, Anthem obviously is one. Um, I mean, I, is... like, I like you put Anthem in a different category, but I'm talking sheerly based off of name pedigree. 
like the follow-up yeah to, it's it's know. probably i mean you know I, th- I think it's like one of these these things where gamers are too binary Could like be. is mass effect andromeda a bad game it's not it's a, it's a it, decent, sometimes even good game, yeah. but yes. You can't but judge as it the next game in like one of the most beloved trilogies in gaming history, yeah. yes, it's definitely a big disappointment. So yeah, I, mean, exactly. I guess yeah, like that's the thing, like in the, in the context of it, yeah. But um, yeah, so firstly, for like for for the hype thing, like here, I didn't put down any any individual games. Um, I just have that ah. like maybe up there with biggest disappointments. Ah. But um, which admittedly is, I guess, I, I don't know, like you know, I'm, I guess biggest disappointment is like more of a personal thing, and hype that didn't deliver is more like an overall thing. But like, you know, that's the thing, like yeah. these categories, it's super fluent, right? I like it. Yeah, the directions unclear uh, made fun of Mass Effect Andromeda. Okay, uh, Basti, was there, was there something that you wanted to add to this so before I have to viciously stab Richard with an Omni Blade? As I'm uh, an, a huge, huge nerd for when it comes to Mass Effect stuff, I would like to say Mass Effect Andromeda, but uh, I'm not going to do that. But I have a weird pick in, in my regards because uh, there's something which might be interesting for Richard. My oh, biggest going to be some shit. This is going to be some fucking shit. My biggest disappointment is Hold My Beer, uh, Deadly Premonition Two. Fuck off. Because I haven't played it. <laughs> when, what do I know? It might when that suck. Game came out when it was announced I was incredibly hyped yeah on a stupid level like not based on facts yeah. or reviews or whatever it was just like fuck yeah give me deadly premonition no matter whatever just give it yeah. to me and with that I think exact- Busty just nicely summarized 2020 I was very excited not based on facts yeah <laughs> and then when it came out just I was like fuck yeah I don't care if it's janky I don't care if it's uh, uh, laggy or if it has bugs it's deadly premonition and somehow with that like uh, almost juvenile kind of joy mm. I realized that that old magic and that that, that feeling of a sense of magic uh, with a Deadly Premonition Man was, was kind of gone like, it might be uh, and I was like eh I don't know There, there's one time things like that I mean this is like this is like everybody freaking out about like oh they're gonna make a sequel to Boondock Saints and then it came out and you're like yeah, uh, yeah kinda it's more it's more Boondock Saints but like you know some things some things do really well being the only thing there I mean I guess I guess I would be madder about that like if I didn't feel the same way about like speaking of Deadly Premonition like every season of Twin Peaks that wasn't the first mm. like everything after like Season one in Fire Walk with me, I was like, "This is fucking still happening. What what are you doing? What are we doing?" Um, and, and you know, other people kind of kind of kind of flip on that, but I can totally see like how that might have been like Deadly Premonition might have been that experience, and you know, definitely like everyone I've talked to that's really into it has their own kind of story about how they stumbled onto it, how they started out like like oh, it's so bad, it's good, and then it kind of loops around to like oh no, wait, this is just a legit good video game. Um. That stuff doesn't happen more than once, and it definitely is at a disadvantage if you know what it is. Yeah, you, you know nailed what I mean? it. You nailed it. That's exactly my feeling. And it's almost it's like sad. You, you went in expecting Deadly Premonition, but the thing that made Deadly Premonition so great was that you didn't expect it. Yeah. Wow. So I can I can see that. Like I'm not even I'm not even mad about that. No. Okay. That's any, anything to add from this category? Or shall we move on we to can, something can, more positive again? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's I was going to say, the, the, the developer I was most impressed with this generation, and there's two Oof. names I would like to give a shout-out to. Okay. I know. Uh, I bet I, do you want me to guess one? or do you? Sure, uh, take a guess. 
Um, it's going to be Supergiant. It's not? Fuck, that was on my list. Well, that's great, because, you know, like, they, they made... I think they made several good games, as far as I can tell. I only played one of them, and that is fantastic, this generation. But uh, the two I have is Insomniac. Okay, because yep. they made three of the by far most enjoyable games this generation to me uh, Sunset Overdrive, Ratchet and Spider-Man um, all of which look stunning, they're just a blast and joy to play, super fluent, everything the two so, yeah, of like, those the, that I played were great I agree. so yeah, like, that, is, that was to me super impressive um, they also, on top of those three games, um, they made Miles Morales as a launch game, um, which I haven't played yet, because you know I, I just wanted to take my time with that. But I assume it's going to be good, based on everything I've heard. And they also made several well-received VR games in between. So uh, I would say that Insomniac had a hell of a generation overall. They were also bought by Sony, um, you know, which is another thing that I guess uh, they would probably mention in their personal uh, review of this generation. Got bought by Sony for a couple hundred million but um so that is one i think i think that is a um i think it would be hard to find somebody disagreeing with that pick yeah, yeah. saying like I'm that they're one of the you. most impressive studios this generation Agreed. and the other one i put was uh respawn yes because it was the first generation they released four excellent games in three different genres a normal first person shooter uh battle royale action adventure game uh, all of which were well received one way or another some critically some massive sales successes some hugely beloved by players so i would say that respawn had a hell of a generation as well also got bought by a for a couple hundred million dollars maybe there's a theme there <laughs> but i think yeah th- those those would be two my picks for for developers i mean you know there, there's of course other stuff where you say somebody made made a great game here or there but i think for both of these it's just like the sheer number of games like putting out you know three to four games over this generation all of them being at a you know, very impressive quality level being successful really finding you know their, their footing in the things they do um yeah both super impressive to me that's not bad Thank you. So, you is Super Giant Games, you said? Super Giant, uh, everything they do, um, they, they're like the fucking Wes Anderson of video games or some shit. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, uh, everything they do is a weird painterly, um, uh, work of love. I, I, I am really happy that they found the success they did with Hades. I, I can't wait to get more into it than I, than I already have. But, um, I mean, if there's one developer that really deserves a game like that, it's those guys. I mean, yeah, Bastion was a thing. I feel like uh, like Transistor doesn't get talked about enough. I feel like Pyre doesn't get talked about enough. But like, they don't seem to want to put stuff out unless it's something that they know they're going to love. Um, early Access worked out really well for them. I think that's a very, very, very difficult... Early Access is a very difficult fucking thing to do. It's, I think it, the way they did, they did it like the structurally was, was very smart. Because like, at no yeah. point did it feel like... I'm playing something unpolished. Yeah, like it's hard. The first versions. It's hard to do. It is it, it, regardless. I mean, being it like, like you you come as a developer, you come into early access in a disadvantage. Like it's like, okay, you want me to buy your unfinished shit? What are you gonna do for me? Um, which is you know, uh, from the consumer point of view, the right attitude. Um, so it, it it's very difficult. You cannot be pushing updates. You can't be non-transparent about where the game's going. It, it definitely puts you on the underfoot uh, in terms of development. Um, and I think they handled it really well. Um, and like I said, I, I I think they deserve all the um, all the credit that comes to them. 
And I also only have one more, but it's a weird one. Which one is it? From? Uh, no. Because I guess I guess somebody could also arguably make a good point for from in that category. I mean, from the from yeah, from from is doing what from does. I like that they are un, unapologetic for what they're doing. But um, I, I'll probably gush over them in impactful games because you know I'm a fucking fanboy. But uh, kind of like you when you get caught with your pants down at the all-you-can-eat buffet, un, unapologetic about what you're doing. You don't know me. I don't even wear pants to an all-you-can-eat buffet. Fucking get on board. <laughs> um, I want to I want to say Capcom. What? I want to say Capcom. Interesting choice. I want to say Capcom because they either they see they seem to either do it incredibly well <laughs> or fall directly on their fucking face. Um, but I mean, this is the gen that they kind of came back from Resi Six, right? Yeah. Like Seven was dope. The remake seemed to be doing really well. Eight looks kind of cool. Um, they fucked up Marvel versus Capcom and Street Fighter, so their fighting games I feel like really uh, really suffered. Like Street Fighter Five did the same thing as 4 where it got pretty decent after a while but I mean I think this might have been like a wake up call uh, to them of like wait why aren't you guys waiting for us to get good at this um, the world seemed to have moved on um, but uh, but really Monster Hunter World is uh, such a departure from what they do and it's super weird to see a, uh, a, a predominantly Japanese dev do games as a service in in such a, a great way true so Good. i would uh, almost agree oh, with also, you richard. also fucking devil may cry 5 was dope i would almost agree with you but there's just one small issue what's that technically speaking capcom is the publisher sure but i mean like they don't have like individual studios doing some of these right like monster hunter street fighter is, is just base ass capcom honestly like i find it like with with most japanese Companies, uh, be it Capcom, be it Nintendo, be it Square, I find it's very hard to differentiate like what the teams are. Or so I mean, or yeah, like if I if like I that. look if I look at the developer for Resident Evil Village, it's Capcom. You know, like if I look yeah. at the developer for Devil May Cry, it's Capcom. Like I, I yeah, I get that they that they that they publish as well, but I'm I'm trying to stick within the stuff that they've been doing. I mean, I get it. I I don't. I just. I it's hard for me to see him as like a. Like not as a, a Sony, you know, when all of their devs are also called Capcom. I mean, right? the, the important thing is certain, except for for Street Fighter, in the last couple of years, every single Capcom game was a high quality hit. Critically, Street, like as a Street Fighter got good. Street Fighter was fucking good when it came out. It just wasn't where it needed to be for Fair FGC. Um, and, and and yeah, like. I think I think they're fighting game like because I'm I'm talking generationally like like yep. uh, Marvel versus Capcom is fucked but um like their generational offering is fucking stellar. I mean, so I was really we had for a reason for a while in the in the game gaming media headlines like Capcom did it again right when they had mm-hmm. uh, from Resident Evil to um, Devil May Cry etc hit after hit so absolutely truth. So yeah, no, I know. I'll, I'll find another time to gush about FromSoft. Rusty, did you did you want to add any any anyone else? Mm-hmm. I guess to that. Or? So my number one pick would have been Respawn, um, but you took it away from yeah. me um, <laughs> because in Respawn we trust um, for all the reasons you already mentioned. Um, I think there are two more. Like uh, one thing for me, one one uh, studio for me is Larian Games. Because I think what we had um, with the CRPG Kickstarter craze, a lot of good games, 
the uh, Divinity and especially Divinity 2 were so were incredibly influential to not only keep that genre alive to raise a quality bar. In- How fucking weird is it that like Baldur's Gate completely ripped them off now? Like that's weird. To be honest, I'm in that weird limbo where after the launch of the Early Access and obviously like a little bit of negative uh, reviews and press because it's an Early Access game came out, I have no idea what's currently going on because because I try to still avoid Baldur's Gate spoilers uh, as much as I can. Which means I'm not probably not picking up various news or articles or stuff about yeah. Larian games right yeah, now. It's just because it, it plays like Divinity. I didn't used to play like the event. It's fine. Somebody will appreciate my humor. Hmm. Well, hopefully, nobody that listens to this podcast. So I maybe think, Steve. Uh, maybe Steve would come back to Steve that. Great, the not real person. They're now picking up like uh, having the Baldur's Gate li- license is a huge thing for them. I think uh, Divinity Two influenced not only many many other indie games. It um, they managed that the AAA industry took note of what they did and how they did it. And uh, I always love when smaller games or smaller studios uh, manage to to create something where the big fishes uh, try to emulate certain things. But my pick... Hopefully they don't try to emulate the idea that that Divinity 2 is is 700 fucking hours long. True. Go ahead. Actually, I don't think also they're not that small anymore. I think they get like two to three hundred people and like... Yeah, then they're huge. Four, five studios now? Damn. But my pick is a little bit different, like probably not this generation. But but let let me let me change the category a You're little bit. You're off to a good start. Um, <laughs> for me, the 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 winner of this generation and the studio where I'm looking um, incredibly forward to what they will do in future is Obsidian. Because Obsidian, in the past, Obsidian was always this kind of like yes, we had followed New Vegas, we had Kotor Two, which was flawed. But I think um, if you try, if you get rid of of uh, all the the flawed pieces of that game, is even uh, in, in in its core better than the first. They one. did that game in a fucking year. Yeah. So I think they got thrown over several times. Often uh, uh, the lacking quality of their products games uh, were due to time constraints, budget constraints, etc. And um, I think the Outer Worlds was really, really great move, a really great game to to um, revit- Show that they can revitalize the studio a little yeah. bit to give them new confidence. Now Grounded is, uh, I think, a really good game. Mm-hmm. Like it made me enjoy a game genre again, which I completely lost interest in. And I think Obsidian was always for me a studio where I was like, give them the proper chance, the budget, and the time they deserve, and they will put out something great. So I'm really looking yeah, forward. Yeah, like if you if you really do. give them if you really give them the reins and the benefit of the doubt, they can put out something like Alpha Protocol. <laughs> I, yeah, like I mean that's I'm you know me. Um, You're I, horrible. I, uh, New Vegas is is the the best Fallout game still. Um, Kotor Two is really good. Uh, the mod to finish Kotor Two is really good. But um, I think I think it was interesting to watch like them be like, well, you know, we were under a lot of, you know, we did a lot of oh, people holding us back on this one, and then they go to put out their own game, and it's like oh, um, they did they did get to laugh in people's faces though with uh, with Outer Worlds, um, which was great on everything but the Switch. There's a trend that should fucking stop putting out uh, literal plastic garbage on the Switch. But, um, like, it's their game to lose. You know what I mean? Like, they're taking shots. They're, they're, they're setting their sights on on Skyrim's lunch, you know, on, on Elder Scrolls territory. Um, 
and I think they they got it in them. But it's it's their game to lose. Fair game. Also, also worth pointing out here again. Like we already talked about this in the past, but Microsoft now having Obsidian, having in exile, True. having Bethesda Game Studios, like they are pretty much like apart from. Bioware doing something every couple of years, CD Projekt doing something a couple of every years. They essentially have like the monopoly now on you know, on, on big name CRPGs. Now let's just wait for them to buy Larian as well and they're the golden. Exclusive forever. Um so that was that was you know positive stuff because sometimes we need to praise good things. Yeah. I would say we have two more categories, or like, do you just want to do the biggest disappointments and leave on a, on a cliffhanger and then move on to the good stuff again next week or? Uh yeah <laughs> yeah let's yeah. Let's, let's 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 leave on a on a dark cliffhanger. Should I start, Richard? Just say it for me. Say it for me in your in your most luxurious voice. So I wrote down several things as the biggest disappointments for me this generation, mm-hmm. but overall, um, it's Bioware. Which um you know obviously there there's like the, the personal context here of. I wanted to work in gaming because of how much I love Bioware games. My first job in this industry was given to me by Bioware. So obviously there's you know a lot of like a personal emotional attachment there. It's also funny to say this because they delivered a game that I absolutely loved this generation, my my game of the year when it came out in Dragon Age Inquisition. But ever since that was the second year of the generation or like you know after one year um it came out in in late 2014 but since like in these six years since um as yep. you mentioned andromeda came out which is a good game but like it was not anywhere near like you know its predecessors shadow realms was cancelled the anthem was a big heartbreak for me and probably also for richard it's a heartbreak so, um, wallet there was also just one dragon age game because previously there had been three games in five years and now in six years, there hasn't been anything new in Dragon Age. We know they're working on one after like several previous attempts probably got cancelled. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a very tough um, generation for one of my all-time favorite developers, and that is of course very sad and very disappointing to me personally. I I like how you extended it to the whole uh, to the whole um, the developer. Because you would just yeah, yeah. keep it at Anthem, then? Or? I was just keeping that Anthem. Like, Anthem will be a special place in my heart for why I should never pre-order a goddamn thing. What a fucking, what a what a what a what a chunk of crap. So you did say you, you know, the generation technically is like what second half of 2013, right? Uh, yeah, it started in fall of 2013. Um, Do cross cross uh, gen titles count? Uh, sure. I mean, yeah, if, if I, I, I look. I, I might I might call you out on some shit if you're going to be like Dragon's Dogma. Remastered came out in 2017. It's like it's a 2012 game. Um, uh, the most uh, man. Here, how about a disappointment that I thought was pretty funny? Uh, the most entertaining disappointment um, is uh, Goddess. 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 From, from one, you. one of the most entertaining ones, that's for sure. It's really the. I don't want to forget it. It's right at the beginning of the gen. It's the tail end of him doing his little box clicky game. To you get to be the god and goddess. To watching Marcel play goddess and just like really like I couldn't breathe. I I, I think I was laughing so hard watching Marcel tap on his fucking stupid fucking island. <laughs> to this day, it brings uh it brings tears of joy. Uh. To me, 
thought um, people liked it. I, yeah, Peter Mullen, you liked it. He went cha-ching. Extensively, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he didn't. Who knows? Oh God. Um, and uh, and and also, um, also since we're since we're still doing our our big three uh, disappointments, you know, the the ones that we always keep back on. I, I feel like it's it's a uh, it's high time that we check back in on Fallout seventy six, and what the fuck happened with that? The question is, is pretty about good disappointments. Yeah, like, maybe. You but guys like, I'm had, talking like had hopes at some point. Like, do you guys said this? Oh, yeah, this is going to be great because uh, that something is a disappointment means that you got disappointed, right? Um, true. I but the thing is, like, I went in with low expectations and was still disappointed. Whoa. I mean, usually, like, I, I can mean, put I, it I have, I have no reason. I had no reason to doubt Todd. So, I did. Um, but I mean, and you, you like also keep in mind, like we're still talking about the um, the circumstances around Fallout, like the uh, the reaction of Fallout to the uh, the pre-order stuff, to the the hundred dollar a year premium fucking subscription. Like, there's there's a lot that came with uh, with Fallout. I don't think I've seen a game be as roundly disappointing outside of. Um, Outside of um, of uh, what we were just talking about, Anthem. Sorry. Yeah. What what is what is what is a disappointment that disappointed you? To be honest, uh, besides, it's just like lack of lack of vagrant story. Beside of uh, beside of uh, Deadly Premonition Two, I think I managed this generation very well or surprisingly well to avoid almost any disappointment like in a sense of yes uh, i was looking forward to anthem but then when the when i played the beta i was like eh so i think i avoided that's nuts to me like that, that, that the beta like the beta was the thing that sealed the deal because it was amazing like as a gameplay slice like that thing was fucking dope hmm. and it, it's just it like i didn't know until like like it came out which i had already pre-ordered it came out i was like oh yeah man I, I don't know. Do don't know what it is, but but it never hooked me. Like in in, in the first I get place, it, yeah. um, I never got hooked by stuff like like Avengers or uh, I haven't bought Godfall. So like a lot of the games where people say I'm disappointed, I somehow avoid it. Um, sometimes by just but just by by luck or because I was not not really looking forward to it in the first place so I think the only real disappointment beside Daily Premonition 2 and this is more on an emotional level is in fact Andromeda I really wanted to like that game I almost finished it and I got really sad and almost angry because I could not bring it over myself to finish that game I even I was sitting here playing that game and told myself and my partner I'm gonna finish this game it doesn't matter if I don't enjoy it anymore at some point uh, um, I will no matter what it's Bioware it's it's Mass Effect I will finish it even if I don't like it but I wasn't able to bring it over myself I stopped playing at some point like 40 hours in or something I was like nah and I, and I think we all know that you know, like, you're like Basti not being able to finish a game that's that says something yeah absolutely that says a lot uh, I have one more you know too because obviously the Bioware thing was not said enough um, my other my other disappointment Richard you want to say a guess what is what is essentially on the same emotional gaming level for Marcellus Bioware? Death Stranding. 
Nice try. Uh, Riot Games. Something was Animu. Okay, uh, you're very good at this. All I can see. Valor, Valor. Um, bone in chicken. Okay, I, I I thought like you were gonna give it a a real shot. Actually, but, I'm uh, trying. I, I I feel like I'm blanking. It's just too, we talked about too many games. Some some you, you should what what is what is you know what is up there very high on the on the Olymp of gaming stuff that Marcel cares about next to Bioware. Oh fucking Halo. Schluters. Yes. My other disappointment of this generation is Halo. This generation, um, Master Chief Collection came out, was conceptually amazing. Back then, when it launched, terrible. That's now, I actually, have to say it's really, really good. Like, like um, they've they've added a ton of stuff. All the games are on PC now. They're not just added crossplay for some of them. Now that they fixed it, I think actually Master Chief Collection is is you know one of the um, one of the best remake slash remaster collections ever made. Yes. It just sad that it took several years to get there. Uh, Halo Wars 2 was less fun to me than the original one. Also, it felt pay to win in multiplayer, unfortunately. Halo 5 looks great, plays very smoothly. It was the first time a 60 FPS console Halo. Um, it just like the story and the campaign and the enemies and all of that was not really what I hoped for from new Halo. It didn't feel Halo-y to me. Um, Infinite, you know, um, so far Halo games came out every three years, Halo shooters. So Infinite should have been out in 2018. Um, it's probably now, realistically at this point, going to come out fall 2021. So yeah, um, uh, considering it's one of my favorite and most played franchises of all time, it's been a pretty disappointing generation for Halo. Again, the only exception, yeah. Master Chief Collection in the state it's now is great. So, I mean, your favorite thing about Halo this generation is all the old Halo games that didn't come out this generation. Uh, pretty much, yeah, if you want to put it like that, yeah. Mm. <laughs> just, uh, Makes sense, yeah. Just, uh, just, you know, just trying to... Well, that's definitely a downer cliffhanger to end on. Well, next next time we should we should end up on a more positive note. <laughs> this was kind kind of a downer. This episode, I right? felt I, I like Marcel is not on webcam, and I felt the tear when he said yeah. Bioware. Yeah, yeah, the lump in his throat and everything. It's almost like but you didn't Marcel, expect it, right? Like you expect them need to try to to do something to somehow. I, yeah. spin. It was shockingly honest. Uh, I think for you, Bioware was like setting off on your shiny jetpack and then realizing that it could only fly for three seconds and crashing down to the ground. I mean, I can't find where I put it down. Somewhere in here, I also wrote I can't find it anymore. You just wrote Richard. Oh, yeah. For, for hype that didn't deliver, I wrote Anthem slash Avengers. I blame Richard and gaming media. You, I was your honest mirror of Avengers but from you, when we you, tried you that. You enjoyed Avengers, right? I mean, like the. the... I, guess, I hear, yeah. I hear the campaigns. I hear the campaigns. Fucking totally all right. It, this is funny, honestly. I think that game would have been better received if it had just been the campaign, which is fucking yeah. weird to me. Like you know that people say like, oh, this game is shit. It has a very fun campaign, but like I don't like the multiplayer. It's like just ignore it. Play the campaign. Yeah, but like they that is weird to me. Totally sell that game as a multiplayer game. You... Yeah, but again, like you know, if uh, I, I don't think like the marketing of a game should affect your your enjoyment. Oh, yeah, but you know, you buy a game for a, a thing, you know. Have you played Godfall yet? I have not. That's hmm. next generation. True. True. 
But, you know, I, I wrote down for biggest positive surprise, I think I have like 10 different notes on here. So like yeah, next next week's episode should hopefully be much more positive. Yeah, than we'll this get our one. positive surprises, all our good stuff. This one was heartbreaking on, on an emotional level. True. Like Anthem. And talking poorly about, about Bioware is also to me heartbreaking on a sexual level. What? What? Like Anthem? What? Ooh. Like, Yes. Um, I'm still, you know, I still follow the the updates on 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 that that team's work on on Anthem Next. I hope they do it, man. I yes, always want updates. good games to come out. I hope they do. Yes, yes, they do. They do talk about it. They are pretty honest about it too. Hmm. See, even 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 a, somebody's baby is agreeing. Let's see, is it? Can you yeah. Hear my, um, so you hear this random kid walking past? Never heard of him. So um, yeah, do, do you want to like Richard before before your baby starts crying? You want to give like your social media shout out where people can talk to you on Twitter this week? Uh, it's the same, guys. Uh, you can find me at Where's Molyneux. Um, listen, I'm gonna be serious about this for a second. This started out as like a fun thing about like, hey, where's Peter Molyneux? Um, but he he has found me. He is following me. I. Peter Molyneux is constantly behind me. I should not have poked the bear on this, guys. I need your help. So if you find Peter Molyneux, if you know where he is, you need to give me a heads up on Twitter. I think he's going to make a suit out of my skin. He laughs so at my dreams. I, I, would, I, would, I would consider that like an honor for you, personally. Busty, where can people talk eBay. to you now to, to, to welcome you back into the fold of the Projectile Lunchcast? Um, on Twitter at Bastian Thun T-H-U-N and uh, please come over talk to me because I need people signing my Vagrant Story petition I could actually one day see Basti you know like once COVID is over I can see Basti going door to door like have you heard of our Lord and Savior Vagrant Story and they're just like is this something religious which I guess to Basti it is actually it it, it is kind of religious though so it makes sense yeah well see other people at Bioware as the religion see where we are now anyways um, as always, you can of course talk to us on Twitter at uh, at Plungecast, Plungecast, one word, Plungecast. And you can send us an email to projectalunchcast at gmail.com. You can of course always talk to me personally on Twitter if you want to console me about a heartbreaking generation that has passed us at com underscore raven. Also, please let me know if you see any opportunity where I can already pre-order the next Dragon Age game because I'm totally up for that. And um, I'll sell I guess... you that. What? Yeah, you can. I'll, you give me the money. I'll pre-order. Must be open for Ooh. advertisement nice. marketing deals, guys. So, uh, Phil, get in touch with us. I mean, Here. now that EA Play is part of EA Game Pass, so Xbox Game Pass, actually, you will probably be able to try Dragon Age next whenever it launches for True. the first 10 hours as part of your subscription, Busty. How cool is that? Anyways, we we, list, we look forward to talking to you about hey. hopefully less heartbreak and more, hey. more hopeful news next week. Hey, yes, Marcel, Richard, what is it? Yes, Richard, Do you yes. think that as Obsidian attempts to become the new Bethesda, they will make their own, like, competing Todd Howard? Um, I, I guess they tried that and then he became a bad person. We shouldn't talk about him anymore. Oh, no. Ooh. Bye. We be old school. Yeah, old school. We be old school. Yeah.